Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. And... I'm anxious. I want to know something. So, the Badgers get Minnesota this week. All right? Badgers in Minnesota. And I'm hearing players and Coach Chris talking yesterday about how, oh, this is the rivalry. Oh, it's Axe Week. Oh, get fired up. One of the best college rivalries uh, in college sports. Badgers and Minnesota. The Gophers. I'll be honest, I didn't go to Wisconsin. I didn't go to Madison. Nope, surely did not. So, I didn't go there. Does that mean the rivalry is less? I don't know. Maybe. Like Badgers, Marquette, and basketball, for for instance, right? So, like, if you went to Wisconsin, man, that was the rivalry. Right? That was the game. Had to win that game. If you went to Marquette, same thing. That's the game. Got to win that game. As somebody that didn't go to the Wisconsin or Marquette, I don't really care who wins that game. It doesn't really matter because I like both teams. So I want both teams to go to the NCAA tournament. I want both teams to do well in the NCAA tournament. I root for both. And I root for Milwaukee, uh, the Panthers as well. I was a big Bruce Pearl fan back in the day when Bruce Pearl was at Milwaukee. So from that perspective, yeah, I root for all three. Now, I didn't play for the Packers. I didn't play for the Brewers. I didn't play for the Bucks. But as a fan... Some rivalries mean a little bit more to you than others. So this is, this is what I want to know. Because in college football, 
it's rivalry week, right? You get Florida, Florida State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Alabama, Auburn. You get all these rivalry games coming up. Michigan, Ohio State for Dan Plucker, uh, other side of the glass. Maybe this is different because we're in Wisconsin. But my question is this. Are college rivalries as big to you as a fan as pro rivalries are to you as a fan? Are college rivalries as big to you as pro rivalries are from a fan perspective? That's all I want to know. So, for instance, is Badgers Marquette in basketball, which is coming up here uh, in a little bit, or Badgers Minnesota, right? Badgers Iowa. Yeah, we're doing this because Badgers play Minnesota this week. Badgers, Minnesota, Badgers, Iowa. Is that as a big deal to you as Packers, Bears? Is that a big deal to you as Brewers, Cubs or Brewers, Cardinals? Like, do your juices get flowing in the same way for a college rivalry as it does for a pro rivalry? Now, obviously, if we ask this question in Alabama, it's easy. It's college. They got no pro teams anywhere. So, obviously, it's all about the college rivalries. People live and die for college rivalries down there. Alabama-Auburn, that's like fight-to-the-death type stuff, right? I mean, yeah, that that's insane. That's at a whole different level. Michigan-Ohio State, same type of deal, right? If you recruit some kid from Ohio, a top player, and he goes to Michigan over Ohio State, Ohio State fans are mad. And Plucker, I would assume the same thing for you, right? If a top Michigan kid goes to Ohio State, I would assume Wolverines fans are furious if that happens, right? Oh, he wasn't listening. He just looked up and said, what did you say? (laughs) I was talking about college rivalries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got that. If if you're a Michigan fan and Ohio State recruits a top kid from Michigan, I would assume Wolverines fans are furious versus if that kid goes to Wisconsin or Iowa or somewhere else, right? Well, and vice versa. I mean, Charles Woodson is from Ohio. Like, he grew up, like, I think it was like an hour and a half away from Columbus, and he came to Michigan. And so, like, I think that's what makes those rivalries a little bit stronger comparatively to, you know, um, Lions Packers or Packers Bears, like in different situations because you are so close to each other. Uh, like a lot of these kids went to high school together or have been competing against right. each other for their entire lives. And in the NFL, that's that's a similar thing, but it feels more ingrained because there's more opportunity, obviously, at the college level than the professional level for these players to be the stars on their team, to be those dudes, the starters, whatever, whatever have you, and really compete against each other all the way up. And because those traditions are maybe a little bit longer as well, that that helps, I think, in the college game too. Because this is once a year. You know, Michigan plays Ohio State. In, and it's the last game. Football, the last game. And it's the most important game on both team schedules pretty much every season as well. Where, you know, the week before or the couple weeks before, you're playing teams like Maryland and Northwestern and, and who's not great every year. When they're yep. good, they're good. But you play kind of like the bottom feeders that you kind of roll over. But you, ex, your expectations for the whole season are put on this one, maybe two games in college football, which makes it way more important comparatively to the NFL, in my opinion at least, where the Packers and Bears play 
twice a year and the Packers and Vikings play twice a year and winning and losing those games does like it it can have a big impact but you can also make up for it in other areas and that's why I think in the college game so it's, for you college it's much rivalry is, is a is a bigger deal to you than pro rivalry uh, especially in football basketball eh, but football absolutely this is my problem right so we talk about basketball and the pros Bucks don't have one they don't have one they don't I mean we can sit and go oh it's the Bulls no it's not. Nobody cares about the Bulls. I mean, it just isn't. It's just it's 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 just not the Bulls. Okay, for whatever the reason, we really have never gotten to that point. Now, there for a while, Bulls fans were up here uh, invading uh, the Bradley Center, you know, for a little while or whatever, and it sucked. And people were chanting um, uh, for which McCall's name? What's it? Who's our Odyssey NBA sider that comes on on Tuesday or comes on on Thursday? Ryan McDonough. No, 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 the other one, the uh, ball player. Brian Scalabrini. Scalabrini. People chanting Scalabrini's name uh, at the Bradley Center. I remember being at that game and then doing a post-game show after the Bucks game across the street at uh, the bar that was across the street at that point. They changed every five days. Uh, but at the bar that was across the street, and the entire bar across the street uh, was just filled with Bulls fans. Like, Bulls fans everywhere. They own the arena. They own uh, the bar, the whole deal. But again, that was for a fleeting moment. That wasn't something where it's continuous. Cub fans coming to Milwaukee, that's continuous year after year. To Plucker's point, it's not a one-game scenario, though, right? So it's a series, and it's a bunch of games, what, 17 games or whatever, that you get against these teams. So does that take away from the pro rivalry more so uh, than the college rivalry? That's what we're asking. Which one for you is a bigger deal as a fan? Which one... This seems to get your juices flowing a little bit more. Is it the pro rivalries as a Wisconsin sports fan, or is it the college rivalries? Blocker tends to lead college, especially for football. What about you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM, uh, the fan. And the other thing about this, too, is for me, I think it takes away because, again, as a fan, Wisconsin-Minnesota is not Michigan-Ohio State, in my opinion. Wisconsin-Minnesota is not Auburn-Alabama. Wisconsin-Minnesota is not those, you know, high-end, big rivalry games that in large part do mean something, right? Michigan-Ohio State have been, maybe Michigan hasn't been the same for a while, but for a long time, Michigan-Ohio State were the two cream of the crops in the Big Ten year in and year out. So every year it meant for who was going to win the Big Ten. That's why that rivalry meant more than just being having a border between the two states. It really meant something, and you got one crack at it, like Plucker was saying. Wisconsin-Minnesota, I mean, it means something this time, right? It means something this time, as far as who wins this, essentially wins the side or whatever. So from that perspective, yes, it means more now. But normally, it doesn't mean anything because Minnesota normally isn't that good. And Wisconsin has been so good for so long that it normally doesn't mean a whole bunch. And then when you talk about college basketball and games like Wisconsin-Milwaukee or Marquette-Milwaukee or Wisconsin-Marquette or whatever, they're non-conference games, so it means even less, right, from that perspective. And it really, at the end of the day, probably has no bearing on the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. It really just is for bragging rights between the two fan bases. I think it's a difficult question, but since it's rivalry in college football, I want to know from fans of the madness, which one is a bigger deal to you, rivalries in college sports or pro sports? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Also, between now and 3 o'clock, I want to get into traditions uh, in both those sports. 
Um, Because there's one tradition in pro sports that drives me absolutely crazy. I complain about it every year at this point. I'm going to take the opportunity on the show to do it again uh, coming up. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan as we get ready for Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. And Thursday, there's going to be, what, three games on Thursday, I believe, on Thanksgiving coming up. You got your normal uh, early start, your 1130 start, got your 3 o'clock start, and then you got your uh, game, your night game uh, as well. So don't forget, there's $1,000 up for grabs every single week with a Rocket Mortgage Pro Football Pick'em. Sign up today by texting the word PICKS to 20357. Text the word PICKS to 20357 and just pick the winner of each week's games. No point spreads, no lineups, and totally free to enter. I, again, I'd give you advice if I could, but I, I've been horrible this year. Horrible. I, I pick Green Bay every week. I pick against Chicago every week. And even with all of that being correct more times than not, I still screw things up. It's a brand new game every week of the season. So sign up right now and you've got a shot to win a thousand bucks this week. It's the Rocket Mortgage Pro Football Pick'em. Sign up now by texting the word PICKS to 20357. That's P-I-C-K-S to 20357. Asking you, Anyway, Sparky's Midday Madness, which is a bigger deal to you, pro rivalries or college rivalries uh, at this point? Again, we're talking about as a fan. And I said earlier in the show uh, that I don't believe the Bucs really have a rivalry at this point. I mean, the Bulls, but I don't I, I don't tune in extra uh, to see Bucks bulls Like, you're not going to miss uh, Brewers-Cubs or Brewers-Cardinals uh, or Packers Vikings or Packers Bears, right? Those are certain games that you tune in. You want to watch those games. Plucker's not going to miss Michigan Ohio State. Like I would assume, Plucker, you schedule your entire day around Michigan and Ohio State every year. Yes, right. Absolutely. And your wife is aware mm-hmm. and is understanding of this fact. Yes. And she goes shopping or does whatever she does during that time and probably leaves you to yourself. Pretty much. See, that's smart, right? Because I'm sure you get very emotional, yell at the TV, do all that stuff. And that's what we're talking about from a rivalry standpoint. That that rivalry, they get you all fired up yelling and screaming. Well, Mayor Mitch uh, texted me. He said the Heat are the Bucks' rivals right now. No geographic rival, though. Heat are, yeah, that's probably fair. The, the, the Heat could be considered one of those rivalries. And I think, especially for the guys that have been on this team, like Giannis and Chris Middleton that suffered that loss in the playoffs a, a couple of years ago of – that being a dislike about that. And any team that Jimmy Butler is on, obviously is going to get underneath your skin because, well, he's Jimmy Butler, right? So uh, he's going to do stuff like that. Bam Adebayo, you had Kyle Lowry down to the mix for the Miami Heat coming from Toronto. And obviously we had the issues with Kawhi Leonard and and uh, and Kyle uh, Lowry uh, back in the day when they went and won a finals and knocked the, the, the uh, Bucks out in the conference championship. So you've been there, you've been through it. So yeah, I guess Mary Mitch is probably right. It probably is the Miami Heat is probably a rivalry. And to that degree, I would also say that I do tune in to watch Bucks Heat. I do. Because I can't stand any team that Jimmy Butler plays on. Just mark me down. Love Jimmy Butler as a player at Marquette. Was a big fan. Wahlburgers, the TV show. Jimmy Butler was always hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. Was always on the show. Again, fine, cool, no issues per se. But when my favorite team plays them, it always ends up being a problem or an issue. And the physical style of play that Miami brings too, like your favorite team has to be able to match that. And it's going to get physical. I don't know about dirty, but it's definitely going to be a physical matchup. So from that perspective, uh, I definitely uh, get down with that. I I said before, the other thing 
uh, that drives me bonkers, uh, besides rivalries uh, and so forth, are traditions, certain traditions in sports that drive me crazy. Certain traditions. Now, the tradition of saving your rivalry game for the end of a schedule, like Badgers, Minnesota, I'm fine with. No problem. Michigan, Ohio State at the end, cool. Alabama, Auburn, Florida State, Florida at the end, great. No problem. Build up that drama. I like what the NFL has done with the schedule over the last few years of having your rivalries or whatever the case may be in your division the last two weeks. So this year, the Packers get Minnesota and then the Lions to end the season in the last two weeks. I like it. It builds drama. I'm all for it. If you've heard me before on this station, you know what tradition I absolutely cannot stand and want changed. doesn't have to be a drastic change, but I want part of it changed. That is Thanksgiving tradition in the NFL drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Like, I, I, I understand you want the Lions and Cowboys because of something that happened 100 years ago or whatever the case may be. That's why you want them on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, fine. Have them on Thanksgiving Day. My issue is this. They should not host home games every year. That should not be. If the Lions get the Packers on Thanksgiving, it should not automatically be assumed they're in Detroit. If the Lions get the Bears on Thanksgiving, that should not automatically be in Detroit. If the Cowboys get Washington or get the Giants or whoever they get on Thanksgiving, that should not be in Dallas. Now, Jerry Jones is going to throw an almighty fit with this one, but it doesn't matter because he's going to sell out that massive stadium that he has either way. And for the Lions, they'll be the ones that will be more upset than anybody because I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming the Lions are selling out their games anyhow, right? Are, are they putting butts in seats still in Detroit? Or right now? Or has that stopped? No, they're not selling out right now. So for this game, we're expecting it will be sold out. Probably. Because it's Thanksgiving? Close. Right? Yeah. So if this game wasn't on Thanksgiving, that would hurt their overall ticket sales for that one game where they can count it as a sellout. Kind of like the Brewers back in the day when they weren't good. You could always count the Cub games as sellouts because the Cub fans would fill up, you know, Miller Park back in the day. For me, that should rotate. So if in 2021, Detroit and Dallas are hosting Thanksgiving, in 2022, they both still play on Thanksgiving. They both play the, still play in the same time slot. But now they go on the road that year versus whatever random team they get. That's how I think it should be. It's still special. Detroit still gets it every other year. Dallas still gets it every other year. No team in the NFL can claim that. But now you give the ability for it to be a special deal on Thanksgiving for some of these other teams to host a Thanksgiving Day game. Thanksgiving Day game. For instance, you've done it with Christmas. Green Bay is playing Cleveland on Christmas. Lambeau Field. Now, again, I've said this before. I don't. I'm not a big fan of having people work on on these holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Like I, just not a big fan of it. I understand some places have to be open. You know, I understand that. Uh, football games, baseball games, they don't have to be played on those days. I understand why they are, but then those people are working away from their families, all that. So overall, not a big fan of that. But having said that, at least you give that fan base, Packer fan base the opportunity to experience and have the memories of, I remember taking little Johnny, my son, to the Christmas Day game when they played Cleveland, and it was snowing out, and the Packers won, and it was like the best Christmas ever, and we opened presents in the morning, and then we went to the Packer game, and it was amazing, and you give them that opportunity to do that. You can have the same opportunity for the same type of memories for fan bases that will never, ever, ever, ever get that opportunity as it sits right now. And again, if Detroit and Dallas were like 
kings of the NFL and consistently were in the playoffs every year and were consistently Super Bowl teams, maybe I'd get down with this a little bit more. But the Cowboys have won how many playoff games since their last Super Bowl appearance? The Lions can't even get to the playoffs, 500 even for that matter. But we're rewarding them and their fans for something they've had their whole life. Again, if, I, if I'm a family of four in Detroit, I know I get Thanksgiving every year. I can go any year I want. I'm 45. If I was in Detroit, literally any year of my life, I could have went to see the Lions lose on Thanksgiving or win, whatever may happen. But if you're in Chicago, Green Bay, nope, never going to happen. I think that tradition stinks out loud. Don't like it at all. And every time I, I talk about this, Lions fans get mad at me because there are, I mean, Cowboy fans I don't think really care around here. But Lions fans get mad at me. I don't know if Plucker and I have ever had this conversation. Plucker, do you like that tradition that it's always in Detroit and always in Dallas? Yeah, I do. Why? I am a fan of it. I, I don't see a grave issue with it, honestly. Uh, it's it's the way that it has been done. and There's a lot of things that have been done the same way forever that gets changed right. eventually. And, and that's fine. But, like... For the teams like the Lions, like they don't have a rich history. I'll put it that way. Nope. And because of that, when when you have one portion of it like a Thanksgiving game that is played every single year in Detroit, like that game means a whole lot to the organization, to its players, to all these different things. And because they aren't this historic franchise of winning, I think that one game does mean a lot more. And and it's one game that they get to be on the national stage, even though they're not one of the best teams in the NFL Absolutely. by far. So even from the the money, the TV money standpoint, like even if you don't like foot, or even if you don't like the Lions, and and people complain about the Lions playing every year, people still watch. But, they're still watching that because game. there's nothing else on, and the NFL is king. You could you could put on any two teams. You could put on the Jets right. and the Lions, and people are going to watch. Well, for all the, the other NFL. crap that they have on Thursday nights, pretty much on a weekly basis. So like, let's go. Let's go forward with this, right? So let's take it a step forward. So back in the day, back in the '80s and '70s or whatever else, that was a big deal back then. Why? Because as Plucker just said, it's national TV. Lions stink. Lions would never get national TVs back then, uh, games back then, right? You weren't now again nowadays in the NFL. You're guaranteed. Uh, I think it's a Thursday night game or whatever. At least one. You get one primetime game every year in the NFL. You can be zero and sixteen the year before. You're guaranteed a primetime game between Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. You're going to get in a primetime game. So they're going to get a national primetime standalone game for the whole country to watch, regardless if they're on Thanksgiving or not. Back then, they would never be on national TV unless they were better. They wouldn't. Or unless it was a bloodbath rivalry like the Packers and Bears were, where nobody knew what was going to happen next between Forrest Gregg's team and Mike Ditka's team. That's why that game was put on TV. That game wasn't put on TV because the Packers were going to win the division or anything like that. It was put on TV for the entertainment value of the rivalry. And at that point, the rivalry was at its height. So that's why that was on. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, when Ray Lewis was there in what was going on there? Hard-hitting, big physical games. Teams clearly did not like each other. That's why you got on national TV. Now, all these games get on national TV. Every team has an opportunity. There's no reason, again, as I've said before, to do this every year, in my opinion. Chip and Wawatosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Chip? Man, Sparky, come on, man. Give us a break, man. Give us a break, Sparky. You're a Lions fan, we, Chip? 
Yeah, I'm man. sorry. I apologize. Don't apologize. See, what a lot of people don't understand either is there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Because if the Lions are so horrible, they should not be in the top ten with championships and Super Bowls combined for a history in Most the people weren't alive. When that it happened, it doesn't matter. It does matter because nobody can well, nobody can okay. testify to actually seeing it. Sparky, then the most of the Packers championships don't matter either because they came before the Lions championships. Correct. But that all I'm saying, Sparky, is that just tells you how bad most NFL teams are at winning it all because they're still in the top ten and they've done nothing Chip. in the last. 50 years. Chip, I'm not even talking about winning at all, man. Y'all don't even get to 500 on a consistent basis. When That's was the okay. last time y'all it's were at 500? Do you know, Chip? When was the last time the Lions yeah. were 500? Cobwell. That was the Oh, the nine wins. And then he got and let then, go. Hey, I'm just being honest. And then they brought in uh, the guy from New England and he screwed everything up and now they're like $50 million in dead cap this year. Their roster is probably the worst one in the NFL. But you know what? This is our Super Bowl. Let us have it. Don't take it away from us. Y'all can have it. I just don't want it in Detroit every year. Rotate it. Every other year you can have it in Detroit. Let other fan bases have that special deal of being able to say they went to a Thanksgiving game in their stadium. That's all I'm saying. Y'all can still play. You know, in the 70s and 80s, if the Green Bay Packers had a tradition and somebody was saying how bad they were and they were wanting to take that tradition away from the Green Bay Packers, Packer fans would have a problem with that. But, Chip, nobody was going to allow them to have a tradition because they were in Green Bay. That's why. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. Chip, thanks for the call. Hold on a second. Plucker, do me a favor, unless you know it off the top of your head. I don't. Can you find out when the tradition started for Detroit and Dallas and why it started for Detroit and Dallas on Thanksgiving? Let's see if we can find the actual facts behind why it started. Because, again... I get when it started. Dallas, America's team, whatever you want to call them, whatever. That's fine. I think it's the Packers, but people say Dallas. Fine. So I get a huge TV audience guaranteed to watch the Cowboys. I get that part. I don't understand the Detroit part. The Detroit fan base is not that of the Packers. It's not that of the Cowboys. It's not that of the Steelers. Probably not even that of the Bears for that from, from that standpoint. So how did that whole thing come to be, and why is it still a thing? Mike in West Dallas, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sparky. Um, all right, I'll give you some of the facts. I don't know all of the particulars, but I do know this in talking to my grandpa. Okay. After many years, my late grandfather. All right. Um, it, it was always the Packers and the Lions who played consistently. The NFL did this. They were the only two teams that played on Thanksgiving up until about 1962 or 63. Always the Packers and Lions. You can check Against each other or separate games? No, they played each other always. So there's only always. one game on Thanksgiving for the longest that, time. That is correct. Okay. Then what, then what happened is, remember, the I'm sorry, the uh, Lions were a good team. They won three championships in the 50s. So um, in essence, they were a um, they were a contender. The Packers uh, back then, and the Packers came off a horrible 50s uh, era called the Wilderness era. So in 62, 63, somewhere in there, Vince Lombardi got tired of losing to the Lions on Thanksgiving. Um, and told the NFL, that's it, we're done playing on Thanksgiving. And that's why the Packer tradition uh, left, and the, the uh, Lions kind of moved on from there. It so Lombardi back. killed the Thanksgiving tradition for the Packers? Yeah, yeah you'll see it ends like in 62, 63, because 
again, they're coming off a short week and they're playing a championship level franchise. So And the Packers uh, were awful in the fifties. That's why when they brought back these fifties jerseys, I'm like, why are we celebrating being the worst time in the history of the organization for? It made no sense. But exactly. other than what other than one or two players, you had Hudson playing the late up to the late forties and Tony Cannadale played in the fifties, who was an unbelievable player. So right. you gotta recognize recognize that. But guy. their but records, like, if you go look at their records, they were awful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I have for you, Sparky. So thanks. So wait, buddy. hold on, hold on, hold on. So yeah. you don't know how the Cowboys came to be then? Uh, no, I do not know how the Cowboys came to be. Frankly, I don't care how the Cowboys came to be. Well, I'm anxious um, because, first of all, yeah. Lombardi canceling the Packers like uh, Packers Thanksgiving, that's amazing. Thanks for the call, Mike. So let's, okay. So, okay, we're putting pieces together here. Again, this thing is built around something in the 50s and 60s, y'all. Come on. At some point, it's okay to move forward. It's... Listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. On Thanksgiving, I guarantee you I will have all these, both those football games on. Thanksgiving night, I don't know if I'm watching the Thanksgiving night game. But the, the Lions game and the Cowboys game, I don't matter who that plays. It's always on in the house. Always have it on, always watching it. Every year I've watched it, and I'll continue to watch it, no matter how bad the Lions are, no matter how bad the Cowboys may be. You always watch it because it's tradition. That's I'm just trying to figure out. How to make it better or rotate it around to give other fan bases that opportunity. Mike the Painter, you're next here at Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Thanks, Sparky. I'm with you. I, I don't mind watching them, even though they're a bad team year in and year out. But change the venue up. Right. Give another fan base a chance to have a, a little tradition. Going to a game on Thanksgiving. You know, and that's all it is. Just give us, you know, other fans a different chance, you know. I think Packer fans so, today would love the opportunity. I'll be watching the games. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'd go up there on Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. And, and again, because you're not going to be guaranteed to get it again anytime soon, Mike. Right. And the right. Lions would be. The Lions would still be guaranteed to get it every other year. Cowboys would still get it every other year. But on those years where they don't have the games, other teams and fan bases would be allowed to say, I went to the only Thanksgiving Day game at Lambeau in 2022, and they haven't had exactly. one since. And by that point, it's like 2035, and who knows when they would get it again. That's yep. the cool part about it, I think. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, totally. I think it's just it, it adds a special aspect. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. I just think it adds a special something-something to that whole thing. Wow. I know, I knew I was going to make Lions fans mad. I apologize to Chip because I really made him mad. But I mean, again, I think it's it's time to move on. Plucker, have, have we found the, the history of this whole thing yet? Or are you still working on it? Uh, go to Rusty in Texas. He has All the right. history for you. All right, Rusty, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Rusty? Hey, Sparky. The only reason this came about was the NFL was looking at the possibility of playing a game on Thanksgiving, and like you said. Nobody wants to work on the holiday. The Detroit Lions were the team that ponied up, and they were the ones that, that went through doing it. They were set up for the only game initially. Once Tex Ram saw the success of that, that, hey, you're in that national limelight, you've got one of the biggest audiences every year, that's when he volunteered the Cowboys. I'm not sure if it's a contract in writing, but because those were the two teams that ponied up, that's why they let them keep it. So nobody it, wanted to do it to begin with, you're saying, Rusty, and those were the two organizations that agreed not. to it. Yep, absolutely. That's crazy. So, again, that is. 
And so do you like the idea or are you against the idea of rotating it every year and saying Detroit and Dallas, you get it every other year. And then on the years you don't have it, some other team still plays the Cowboys, still plays the Lions, but it's just at a different venue. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too upset with that. But like I said, I don't know if this was written into a contract or not. Uh, well, it can't you know, be a lifelong contract. A, or if it's just a gentleman's agreement yes. that, Hey, y'all volunteered. You get to keep it. Yeah, Jerry Jones. Again, Jerry Jones would throw a fit. uh, And the Ford family would throw a fit, too. Ford family probably even more. Thanks for the call. Because the Cowboys are selling out that gigantic thing regardless. It don't matter to them. But as so many people say, and it's not really a compliment to the Lions, but it's their Super Bowl, right? This is the one game where the whole city, even though they may be mad at the Lions, may never watch another game after the Thanksgiving Day game. That would be a good poll question. Do you know how many Lions fans stop watching after Thanksgiving? Um that that's the one game that everybody is going to sit around and watch and partake in and so forth. So you'd still get to play. But I get the argument. You'd lose the gate. you lose the ticket sales and so forth from having that game. Mike, Southside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Mike? Mike was there. Mike is gone. All right. We lost Mike. Not a big deal. Sparky's Midday Madness will continue. Talking about this tradition. Are you a fan of this being in Dallas and Detroit every year, every year, or would you like to see a switch? Would you be down for going to a Thanksgiving Day in Green Bay if it was given an opportunity and put on a schedule against the Lions or the Cowboys? Could you imagine Cowboys, Packers in Green Bay at you know three o'clock, three thirty on Thursday? How cool of a game would that have been? Instead, no, can't do it. They have to host games in Dallas and Detroit instead. Nonsense. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Q Club of Wisconsin, baby. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. That would mean their bands. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right, so uh, talking about these, uh, this tradition on Thanksgiving of the Cowboys and Lions getting to play at home every single year, uh, no matter what. And I have been mad about this for several years and continue to suggest and will continue to do it that they should have to rotate venues every year. So the Lions and the Cowboys, they can play every year. I don't really care if they play every year. My thing is that venue should change. So the Lions host in 2021, the Lions should be on the road, wherever team they get to play, in 2022. And then they're back home in 2023. Same for the Cowboys. And maybe you rotate it, right? So maybe the Lions are at home in 2022, the Cowboys are on the road. The next year, the Cowboys are at home, the Lions are on the road. So they're both not on the road at the same time if that's a big deal about trying to save some tradition. So be it. It drives me nuts, and I want it changed. I don't know if it'll ever be changed, but I, I would like it changed if at all possible. Sherman in Tosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Sherman? Hey, hey, Spark. A uh, couple of things, okay? You were asking. Um, the whole thing was about building brand, okay? The, the, the Packers and the Lions were both good in the 30s. Okay, and so they were the NFL was trying to build their brand. So what better way to build your brand than to have two of the best teams on national TV in the 30s and 40s? Well, not really the 30s, the 40s. 
um, and then through the 50s, and that's how that evolved. Uh, one of the callers said Lombardi pulled a plug. He pulled a plug after the 62 game because there were a lot of penalties that he felt like the officials didn't call. So he was protesting, and the Packers started back playing in that game, I think, two years later. The the Dallas, the way Dallas got in, and it was, you know, uh, the Cowboys didn't come into being until, 19, I think, 1960. But the AFL had a team, Lamar Hunt had the Kansas City Chiefs right. in Dallas, okay? So it was, once again, building brand. They wanted to get the Dallas market. What better way? Put the, the expansion team on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, to build up that, uh, to make sure they got the Dallas market. And I think in 62, Lamar Hunt moved the Chiefs to Kansas City. That's how Dallas came to have that game. That's crazy. I got a guy here, uh, Sharon, that Ridgeway Nut says Detroit got the Thanksgiving Day game because of the Ford's ownership of the Lions and Ford's continued sponsorship of the NFL. The NFL wanted to spotlight the Ford's team. That makes sense. That, like I said, it's all about brand. And I say the Lions were good, you know, in the 30s, and then, you know, the war was going on up until 45. But then after that, the Lions and Packers, they're trying to, trying to build the NFL up. So they, the Packers were good. Don Hudson was running rough shot over the league at that time. Detroit was championship level. So you want your two best teams when you got a a uh, everybody at home on Thanksgiving. Yep, and, makes you know, sense. That's what that was about. And two, Chip, Chip made the comment that the Packers won their championships before Detroit. I know that was a mistake because Packers won five in the sixties. Detroit hasn't won anything I think since '58. This is the thing, though. So do you have a problem with my suggestion that they simply rotate? So Detroit home one year, Detroit on the road the next year. Do you think that's like changing the that's league fair. if they do that? That's, that's that's fair for the rest of the league. Right. But I understand the people in Detroit, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a tradition since back in the, you know, the 40s or the 50s. So I understand their position, but it would be fair. Correct. I used to love watching the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. I used to watch them, too. Yeah. Yeah, they played. They played on Thanksgiving Day every year, but the coaches always complained about that short week. Yeah, no question. Sherman, thanks for the call. And I wonder if teams really hate it now, because now every team gets a short week. Because you play on Thursday night anyhow. So before, that was a big deal, because you only had Sunday and Monday. But now in the NFL, you've got Thursday every week. So now everybody's going to get the short week. So if I'm going to get a short week anyhow, and I'm going to get stuck on a Thursday – well, stick me on a Thursday where it's really meaningful on Thanksgiving and give me that opportunity to play in front of my thanks on Thanksgiving, in front of my fans on Thanksgiving versus, you know, a week two game, which I got to try and get ready for in short order. Mike, on the south side, you're next. That's Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? I'm learning a lot about this driver. Me too. And, yep. You know, both teams play each other, alternate every year. And then you got what four other teams that can play? Well, now yeah. you've got three games, so yeah, you've yeah, got so four total. Four yep, teams, right. Correct. Yep. You know these people don't mind working; they're going to pay them time and a half. And all these calls you'll hear: What do you do on Thanksgiving? 
I gotta go to the doctor, so I'll make this quick. Yeah, I heard I heard I heard her say it's quarter yeah, two. I heard you. Gotta go. Let's go. Okay, Hurry up, Mike. I sleep late. I read the paper. Then I take it. Shut up. I'm almost done. <laughs> this is not hurrying me, so go I'm ahead, going Mike. So it'll make me wait two hours anyway. Okay, so I get up and I watch football. Well, you're getting up to watch this? My routine is I go watch turkey bowls. You know what that is? Uh, turkey bowls? I know what it is like for families when they play it. Yeah. Well, I live by a lot of parks, so you got a lot of guys our age. Sure. Reliving their days. Gary tore his knee up playing one of those turkey bowls with his family years ago. No equipment tackle. Yeah, correct. Yep. And I just enjoy them watch limp off the field and – but, yeah, you're right. they got to mix something up. Yep, I'm with you, Mike. All right, thanks for the call. Hey, go to the doctor. i got to go, I guess. Bye. Go to the doctor. All right, Mike, see you later. Plugger, you're a, your girl ever yell at you when you're running late and telling you, hurry up, we got to go? Does that ever happen to you? It's usually the other way around. Oh, really? You're yelling at her? No, not yelling. Not yelling. Telling her, hurry up, we got to go. It's like, come on. <laughs> you know. See, it's funny because I, I am the – I don't know if, any other, if, if anybody else does this, but for me, it drives Kay nuts. For me, I'm the guy that when it's time to go, that's when I start picking up. She's like, why are you cleaning now? We got to go. Hurry up. And I'm picking up stuff and throwing stuff out and trying to whatever, you know, the case may be. I do it all the time. And then we end up being late because of it. And she gets even more mad. Timmy in Dallas, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, listening on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. What's up, Timmy? Hey, just a little history on uh, Detroit and Dallas being in the Thanksgiving Day game okay uh they all had a chance all teams had a chance to you know get that game on thanksgiving day no one wanted it except dallas and detroit because they didn't want to make their employees work essentially yeah exactly and they didn't want to play on a short week right which now everybody plays on a short week and you've got games on christmas even at this point so like both of those factors now are nullified in today's nfl Exactly, but that's what happened back then. Right. But kind of the history. Anyway, greatest rivalry games would be Michigan-Ohio State, and it used to be Texas against Texas A&M. Oh, that's on, another good one. Yep. On Friday after Thanksgiving. But uh, it was all, you know, water cooler bragging rights on Monday. So that's how that happened. But anyway. No, that's, that's good. All, I got. all right, Timmy, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening on that Odyssey app to Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. We'll continue on. Robbie Makhlouf comes up at 3 o'clock. Uh, and also, if you missed what was on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, you missed out. Uh, you you did. You missed out. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider, Westwood, Westwood One radio analyst, uh, kind of really went in on the whole David Bakhtiari having to get a scope thing. Uh, and has his concerns that the fact that he has to have a scope after coming off the ACL surgery. So you want to go back and listen to that from the first hour of the show. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, really good. Uh, and now we're number two, like always, and talked more about that Bakhtiari situation. Also gave us an update on Aaron Jones uh, and also Rashawn Gary. And then Corbin Burns led off the fourth hour of the show, really good. Uh, asked him about or if him and the Brewers are talking about an extension had a great answer to that, too. Go back, listen to all of that by hitting Rewind on your Odyssey app or simply go to Big Show Network 
Sparky's Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Rami Makhlouf is here getting ready for the Rami Show coming up next. First, let me tell you about Jim Dandies. That's what this segment is brought to you by. South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold Sunday against Los Angeles and enjoy free food at halftime and free touchdown shots. Come by this weekend for their Friday Fish Fry. Follow them on Facebook, uh, and that's the best way to find out what's going on at Jim Dandies. Again, new ownership, new menu, uh, everything uh, new and so, so good over at Jim Dandies. Again, in Oak Creek. All right, Rami Makhlouf, uh, first things first is uh, we have a poll question of a big show network mm-hmm. that Leroy Butler put mm-hmm. up. Uh, is turkey a must on Thanksgiving? Yeah. What kind of, that's a stupid question. I- I'll tell you something. Uh, it's about split. It's like 51 to 48%, something like that. Yeah, and I was, I've was i had this conversation with a couple people already off the air, friends and whatnot, and uh, y'all are just eating bad turkey. Like, I don't know who ruined turkey for you, but turkey is great when it's prepared right. Um, if you if if you're eating if you don't like turkey or just somebody ruined turkey for you is all that happened. Is that what you think? What it is? Yes, I know like that's Gary what it is. Gary has lamb, prime rib, and turkey. Lamb, prime rib, and turkey. Sure, I'm not against have. other meats being on the table. Like a, a Thanksgiving ham is good. Right, you know what I mean. Sure, but yeah, you got to have turkey. Turkey on the at table least. for sure. Uh, then don't have a lamb. Cool. I don't care. Pot and then roast. There's I, don't, I don't care. Matthew Judon, uh, who says macaroni and cheese is disgusting, and get it off of his Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's that's table. definitely that's definitely somebody who just had a great a great food ruined for them. That's that's all that happened there. Right. That's, that's definitely what happened. There's no way you don't like mac and cheese unless you've just been eating garbage mac and cheese your whole life. He doesn't like mac and cheese at all. Yeah, that's crazy. He just doesn't like it. That's crazy. Just talk. cheese and noodles. He says it's disgusting. It's not just cheese and noodles, Maybe and he that's doesn't crazy like cheese. talk. Maybe he doesn't like cheese. I don't know. I'm One having or the some other. real headphone issues here. Is that better? Ooh, there we go. It was what I had on the board here. Oh. I was testing something, and that affected you. Oh, you, man. You were freaking out. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I know. I was watching you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but since you decided to bring it up on the air, I figured I better. <laughs> it was so, throwing okay. me off. It was throwing, ooh, that's much better. What's oh, coming yeah. up on the Rami that's show? That's good. All right. Right out of the gates, we'll talk about the injuries. Sparky, is this just too many injuries for the Packers to sustain now with the Elton Jenkins thing? I think it's a legitimate question. That's. I think it's a legitimate question to be asking. Also, uh, would you be looking for other options at kicker? That's a discussion we'll have regarding your Green Bay Packers in the 3 o'clock hour. Bart Winkler. Host of the Bart Winkler Morning Show will be here for Tuesdays with Winkler at 4 o'clock. Rob Reichel covers the Packers for Forbes.com and Conley. He'll be here at 445, and we'll hear from uh, Matt LaFleur at some point this afternoon. And uh, maybe uh, your interview with Corbin Burns. You were saying there was some good stuff in there, so maybe that's worth a replay yeah, for the Rami Show audience. Could have been even better. I asked Corbin Burns about the extension. Uh-huh. Uh huh. About hey, you know, I mean, arbitration coming up. Have you talked spoilers? Have you talked? Heard it yet? Have you, oh, don't worry. Uh, if you talk to the Brewers about an extension, to which Leroy Butler jumped in, don't answer that. Don't talk about that. Don't answer that. So I don't know what I would have got. But you didn't turn off his what, mic. No, I would just turn off his mic when he did stuff no, like I'm that. I'm not and I was turn hosting off. the big show. No, we no. got work to do, man. He can't be jumping in like that and get, steal, like taking scoops away. You're you're well aware he does that all the time. Just sweeping scoops away. You can't do that. Yeah. What's so he doing? He That's why I got to turn his mic off. Yeah, I know he's going to do that. That's why I got to turn his mic off. Right. He eventually did answer the question. Oh, he did. I don't know if I would have got the same answer had he not interrupted uh, to try to tell him not to answer the question. But yeah. So either way, 
Uh, very good stuff, though, from Corbin Burns, uh, and enjoyed having him on. So that sounds like a good show for you, it Robbie. It's going to be a good up. show today. All right, Robbie Mackloff comes Oh, up. and today I also oh, found out. Yeah, well, I thought you'd want to know this. What? I found out today we're opening the new Copper Comedy on Saturday. Oh, and that's in the basement of Dugout 54 on Blue Mountain. I'm headlining the show. I'm doing 25 minutes. So Headlining? Yeah, come on out. I'll have links up for you soon on all my social media, the Instagram, yeah. the Twitter, the Facebook, doing 25 minutes, closing out the show. It's gonna be it's a it's a it's a cool new room. You're the one who uh, set me up with this guy. And, yeah, uh, it, and again, you better get there early. There, this this room holds like forty to fifty. Oh, people. tickets are being sold online. Right. So you should buy them online. But there's only like forty to fifty that's yeah, gonna hold. I'm it's a smaller room. It'll be pretty close to sold out by the time we yeah. get there. So I would I'm, I'll I'll put out the link at some point during my show and today. It's brand new on all my socials, and uh, people should start yeah. buying tickets. So if you know where Dugout Fifty Four is on Blue Mound, yeah, it, they made another like com- They made it like a comedy club, a small comedy club. In the basement of it. It has its own separate entrance, mm-hmm. separate from Dugout 54, so you don't have to go into the bar to figure out how to get down there. It has its own separate outdoor entrance. Uh, and when is that, would you say? This Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. So they got it done in time to open this Saturday. Yep. What time is it at? 8 o'clock. Oh, maybe. Yeah, come on out. I'll see. Come on out. I better hurry up, though. If you're going to be tweeting out links, it'll be sold out in like two minutes. I'll, I'll text you the link before I tweet it out. I'll give you a Thank little head you. start. Thank yeah, you. No uh, appreciate it. No problem. Good. All right, so Robbie McAuliff comes up uh, here. And don't forget the Fans 15 Daniel Toy Drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin going on right now, courtesy of Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Simply go to 1250amthefan.com and click on the Toy Drive link to donate today. Fans 15th Annual Toy Drive presented by Annex Wealth Management through December 3rd, helping the kids out at Children's Wisconsin. Uh, keep buying those toys. I know sales are going on all week in the stores. Get a toy for the kids at Children's Wisconsin, and then next week we'll let you know where you can drop those toys off at. Uh, so, again, this goes through next Friday, December 3rd. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Have a good one. Toodles! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.